So hello, everyone. This is Otessa, and you are listening to Conversations with Hysterical Women. That's Women with an X, the Hysterical Women podcast, where you are all welcome here, friends, allies, everywhere across the rainbow, across the binary. I'm just really glad to have you be here. And this is meant to be a safe space to explore all of the weird things that life throws at us and all of the different ways in which we can be twisted and torn asunder, but also all the different ways that we can come back together. So thank you for listening, and I'm glad that you're here and going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe. How can you help me? You know, acknowledge me. Yeah. So when you're out in, in the public, obviously as a business, tell people about Podcast Village. How can you help me? Um, I love creativity. Help, help me share in a world that's more creative and more interesting. And you do you know? think that would help with the supposed work-life balance that we're all supposed to have? Maybe dial it a little bit down? Well, if you know, I'm just jumping around. But if you really want to, the, my my absolute blink answer is yes, because mm-hmm. we've we've forgotten how to. Because in our quest to perform or survive or succeed, we've somewhat. I won't. It's not a blanket statement. We've forgotten how to embrace, enjoy our own artistry and our own creativity. So a lot of times, if you're my client and I'm talking to you about your podcast. You're not thinking about this when you're talking about a podcast because you're thinking about your goal and your audience or whatever your cockamamie idea is. But I'm going to tell you that you're creating art. And I want you to think about it as if you were painting or writing a poem or writing a play. You're creating something, an ear experience, a video experience, like you talk about with your students probably. You're, it is artistry. You're creating something from nothing. Mm-hmm. So think about it that way. We don't pause to enjoy you know, a lot of times when I'm walking out of a building, I, I literally, Otessa, will stand and look up and just try to enjoy a moment. I don't think we do that. What is that called, being mindful or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot, of, a lot to mindfulness. I know I'm, I'm oversimplifying it. But I'll walk out of a building and I'll just go and just sort of try to feel the sun on my face. But I don't think there's a lot of that. And I, I don't think there's a lot of embracing and enjoying and appreciating creativity for what it is. That's a great segue to one of my other questions. Favorite smell, favorite childhood, or wonderful mm. childhood memory? Mm. Favorite smell? Wow. Uh, pine, probably. Childhood memory, I was a kid at a summer camp on a tiny little island in the middle of a lake in Maine, and I loved it. Loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Okay, now we're going to go the opposite direction. What are some of your triggers? What triggers. really gets your goat? I yell a lot in traffic. <laughs> traffic. I yell a lot in traffic, and Isabel, my daughter, will be dad, and I'll be like, "I don't care. He can't hear me. You jerk." <laughs> well, if you live in Montgomery County, I'm sure it's pretty. It's, it's, it's pretty bad, right? Yeah. It's bad everywhere. I'm lucky though. I don't have to drive the Beltway anymore because when I opened launch, I was in Gaithersburg driving up 270 every day, mm-hmm. and I have to go to the hospital on the way home, and that, that was horrible, you know. So I'm to be honest, I'm I'm okay. It takes me half an hour to get here from Bethesda, but I go all back roads. Who cares, you know? Um, but yeah, I yell at traffic a lot. That's a trigger for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I'm a pretty easygoing guy. You seem like it. You know? Yeah, it does seem like it. So yeah. I'm going to ask you another question because right. we've talked a lot about emotional labor on this show. Okay. And um, I think that this is part... Uh, so I... And trying to find... We've also been trying to find synonyms because in dial tests, it shows that... Um, if you were trying to talk to someone who doesn't believe things that you totally believe in or is maybe, you know, you can't, you're not going to be able to convince someone who is diametrically opposed to you. But if someone is centrist and you're left, mm-hmm. 
you will be if you don't use buzzwords mm-hmm. you will be able to reach people more easily fascinating I believe you so yeah, yeah. Okay. so we've been trying to find different words so okay. emotional labor i would call unpaid teaching but okay. um it's I, like I think that it yeah. has been folded into a lot of um the narratives around the female experience the trans experience and um black brown community experiences mm-hmm. there was a lot of unpaid teaching moments where you know maybe you have to take the time and maybe you just want to get mad but mm-hmm. you got to do the unpaid teaching mm-hmm. because you don't you know want to push the person further mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. um but when we had been speaking previously mm-hmm. i think that what is lost in the conversation is that when we talk about allies our mm-hmm. allies frequently might not be in those communities, mm-hmm. um, but may also still have emotional labor. So what is some emotional labor? Actually, let me make this a, a little bit, well, I don't know if this is easier or harder. Um, what emotional labor have I put on you today mm-hmm. that I could You're have- You're making me think. Sorry. <laughs> or maybe- You've just any... been answering emails. No. Yeah. Or an You're example me think, of think things that I don't normally. Yeah, think. so I think yeah. that the people don't talk about you know uh, emotional labor as a white male issue. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong. I'm you a seem white male. to be a white male. Yes, okay, I am yeah. A white so male. Um, for the record. <laughs> And please don't hold it against me. <laughs> no, no, no. You're you're an ally. So yeah. So please, because I probably don't know, and I yeah. probably should be asking. Right. So I'm asking, what what's some emotional labor that's getting lost in the conversation? Wow, I don't even know how to answer that. Um, because you're kind of not allowed to. But yeah. it's real. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's what you're fishing for, but I will tell you that as a white male, I have less voice sometimes. And there are times when I want to be invisible just because I'm a white male. I think I'm a pretty open-spirited, open-hearted person, and uh, I think I'm pretty progressive, and I think I'm pretty nice and all that stuff. But there are times, even here, where it's not an asset. It's a detriment, and I need to be just not there. You know, I've had clients say, yeah. I need such and such for this. I can't have a guy, and especially not a you know a guy like me. So um, I find that emotional baggage that I never planned on is sort of dancing a little. Mm-hmm. You know, culturally, I have to be mindful of the fact that yeah, my my demographic has been brutal and and difficult, and now I have to be careful. Uh, in many instances, I'm you know damned walking into a room. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So being just because I'm a white guy. So being on a podcast know. called "Conversations with Hysterical Women" is emotional labor for you. We'll see that to make women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, sure. But I mean, we didn't we didn't come here with pitchforks. I swear. No, <laughs> no. I didn't think so. And, I, and uh, so, but yeah, sure. It puts me outside of my slightly outside of my comfort zone. I think I'm a pretty open person, generally speaking, though. So, and I like to talk too much. So. Well, I already admitted that brevity is not my strong suit. So we both need that yeah. teacher, <laughs> right? There you go. What did I have to learn in early days of podcasting, Otessa? I would give the Jeff Miller show to Jeff, and he would listen to it, and his wife would send him back a comment. 
can you please cut out Charlie's stories? Because I would always tell yeah. a story that was really unrelated to the podcast about you know my experiences. And, oh, that makes me think of, a, you know, and we would call them Charlie's stories. <laughs> be like, I had to learn how to not inject more of me. It wasn't my show. It wasn't Charlie Bernie's show. <laughs> Should have been, but it wasn't. You know, <laughs> his wife would always say, could you please ask Charlie to take out that story? That's like, so okay. funny. And uh, I thought it was great. I learned a lot. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's see here. Oh, comic books. Mm. Can we talk about comic books? If you want to. Very much so. So last time we had <laughs> talked, and um, I came to comic books from a different direction. Most people, mm-hmm. it seems, mm-hmm. in my experience, are coming from Marvel or DC. Um, I did part. not. Yeah. Uh, but I am, as if anyone knows me, and if you really want to delve into my lack of brevity... Start talking about science fiction with me. Okay. That's like, no, don't. You really don't. It, it, it's, it's bad. I will not shut up. But I love science fiction, and I love it because I think that it is a means of holding up a mirror to a, to a society that is not ready to look at itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had this moment when you were talking about your experience with mm-hmm. comic books, and I was like, hey, wait a second. Maybe it's the same. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh Eureka, maybe? I don't, but I wanted to hear your thoughts on mm-hmm. it. And comic books, and just like there is, I mean, don't get me wrong, like there's some science fiction out there. You're, in the, you're like, ooh, that is definitely the golden age is mm-hmm. not golden. There is just like rape and bad stuff in here, and everyone's like, it's fine. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not an ideal system. Mm-hmm. Um, and there yeah. are some toxic elements in fandoms. There are toxic elements at conventions, in cosplay, sure. in comic books. Sure. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I think that there is still, there's something there. So we're talking about dancing awkward lines. I'm dancing an awkward line about, you know, Marvel and DC, not really like great no. in inspiring for young women or women Not of color. Really. But um, yeah. there is something there. Yeah. And I was hoping you could help me find that they're there and why you liked comic books so much. And I read science fiction. Mm-hmm. I read a lot of Larry Niven, Mac Reynolds. I read uh, a lot of Asimov. Not everything, but I read all the Foundation stuff and the robot stuff, which I found amazing. I didn't read C.S. Lewis out of the Silent Planet or any of that stuff. I read a lot of Tolkien. I, I, it's hard to say, Otessa... I think everybody comes to comics and everybody comes to podcasting and everything else from their own from their own aspect. I came to it out of a, you know, liking comics as a kid and then I matured into someone who liked line. You know, I like drawing. Very passionate about l- liking looking at drawings as I call them. So, then I as I think I alluded to, then I sort of went past the plot because I found in high school that all the plots were just horrible, you know. They were just like maybe bad science fiction, Mm -hmm. you know, or even worse, some of them became sort of soap operas that I Mm -hmm. found objectionable. And then, and then I sort of fell out of love with the drawing. And then I would go to uh, indies for something that I felt was refreshing and different. And like, I think I showed you last time in my office, that's something that it's not the normal thing that you would think of. This is maybe superhero uh, or romance or science fiction comic books. So I think everybody has to come at it, whether it's science fiction or, or comics or gaming 
uh, from what they're trying to get out of it. You know, and in, in my case, I was really excited about the line with with reading science fiction. I don't know your vantage point, but I just loved those stories. They were mm-hmm. so exciting. I think my wife read a lot of westerns when she was growing up. I was never into that, you know, but I loved reading Asimov and reading mm-hmm. uh, who, uh, Terry Brooks. I read a lot of those things, but they were, I don't think they were that great, but um, the sort of Shannara stuff. But, um, and I loved Tolkien very much. I like to reread that once every couple of years. So but I think science fiction is very important. I just, it's just opening up windows into creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that can be a science fiction novel. I think one of my favorite ones is, uh, you know, a, a, a novel from the Next Generation TV series, but it's just a really good novel, you know. So it's not literature. It's not high high literature, you know. It's just a, a novel. What novel. is it? It was called Imzadi by Peter David. It's a thing about Riker and Troy from the huh. Next Generation. It's really good, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm an avid Star Trek watcher, so. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we've just been going through all yeah. of our books and sort of reorganizing them at home, and we're going through all of these old Star Trek novels, and we're like, well, some of them actually were really, really good, yeah. and some of them were really not good. It depended uh, on who was yeah. ghostwriting, probably, yeah. yeah. Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, let's see. And I need to remember, I'm going to say this out loud so I don't forget, this is just like saying someone's name three times in the first five uh, minutes yes. helps. We need to get a bumper and uh, where to find you and how people can connect and help okay. you. Okay. But... Okay, it is your turn. Mm. You get to ask me a question that makes me uncomfortable. Oh, man. So I gave you the emotional labor of... I didn't do to, my research. You get to be on a feminist podcast. I didn't get to do my research. Tell me the origin of your name. Otessa, so it is... Because you're my first Otessa. Yeah. Uh, my parents made it up. There are, there, really? are now, there are now other Otessas. I was the first. I would just like to make well, that Well, this turns out very, to be a very good question. There, yeah. Yes, I would like to I specify. was not expecting this answer. Yes. Um, well, my grandmother, you know. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> there is an ancient Zoroastrian name. Okay. Which is Atusa. Okay. And that's A-H-T-O-O-S-A. And she was okay. a Persian emperor. I think it was Dar- Darius's mother or mm-hmm. wife. I, anyways. Mm-hmm. And my parents were trying to come up with names for me. And my dad was like, you know, there's there's some Persian name. It's like Atusa, but like not ugly. You know, <laughs> it's getting better and better. Yeah, and well, uh, we don't want ugly. Yeah, and and my mom was like, yeah, not Atusa. Aglesa, no. Um, and they they were like, fine, trying to find it, I trying to find Atusa it, trying to find it. Yeah. And they realized that no, there was just Atusa, and they didn't like it. And they're like, well, what about Otessa? So they made up my name. Um, so I think that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, but now there are other Otessas, and they try to friend me on Facebook just because. Do you have the same name? I have the same name. Yeah, there are, there are a couple Don't of other Otessas. Don't you friend them? You were the first. And I'm like, my parents made that I name am up. The you should change yes. your Twitter handle. Right, the Otessa. The Otessa. And there is actually there is someone there is someone who likes to use my well, name as a Batman. pseudonym. It's not Batman. It's the Batman. So right. whenever there's a new social platform, yeah. this woman who for some reason has decided to use my name as a pseudonym, oh. I have to get there first. Because Wanda oh. has decided that she that wants she Otessa. Wants well, and I'm like, your name's Wanda. Yeah, what's going to say? Stop she's, it. Already, she's already got Wanda. I know. It's I like, mean, you got it. That's cheating. I agree. I agree. So Wanda. I'd stick with Wanda. You haven't even posted on Instagram, yeah. okay? She's a disappointment. Like, Wanda. I would like to just be Otessa, not Otessa underscore. Right. Wanda, 
It's not your name. You yeah. haven't posted a single image. Yeah. Give it up. Let me get my Instagram back. Yeah. That sounds really petty. But yeah, it's no. Not so there's uh, and petty. and she also, wants you to call her up and offer her five hundred dollars. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no. Pretty and, sure. <laughs> yeah, people have used my um, in high school. Someone used my name as a pseudonym for AIM uh, for AOL Instant Messenger because she thought my name was cool and people would pick you know like Rainbow Unicorn two one one or whatever and she picked my name. Uh, so. That's weird. It's super weird. That's super weird. strange. Um, but I'm was, sorry. I get it, yeah. but it's weird. It, no, it is yeah, kind of weird. I'm but not... it also, it was an important lesson because when I was 10, I became incredibly embarrassed by my name. Oh. I was surrounded by Katie's and Megan's and Heather's and things like that. And then there was Otessa. Yeah, but your name's cool. And, well, I was like, it sounds like a brand of pickles. Like, <laughs> I just want... But I just want, like, a normal-sounding name. Like, why, you did, why do I have this name? So for a while there, a couple of years, I went by my middle name, which, which is Marie. Oh. Now, which also means that my initials are OMG. <laughs> and they were OMG before OMG was, OMG. oh, my God. So I'm also just going to say, like, thanks, Mom, for that. Um, also. And it's now, it's in the studio next door, OMG, for oh, my God. Yeah. Golf show, yeah. So, but yeah, so funny. when I told my mother, I was like, the "Do you real know what?" Because I, I started monogramming. So, well, anyway, so first I went by Marie for a couple of years, and then I had this moment where you know, I realized that people were u- using my real name, and and then I also realized I was like, "Wait a second, my parents went out of their way to make up to a make name, this, and gift this to me." Well, and my parents would be a little how, bit hurt. Yeah, and I was <laughs> like, "How rude and how ungrateful to throw that away." Yeah. So I took it back. I'm proud of you, Otessa. Um, but so I go by Otessa Marie Godard because there are some people who still remember as, me as Marie. Um, and I Marie's also go by Otessa too, Marie Godard because I, I like the fact that my initials are OMG and I really enjoy monogramming things, although it does cause some in, like weird, confused conversations where people are, think it's like, oh, is that some millennial? And I'm like, no, those are my actual initials. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> I think that's okay. I think it's a good conversation. That's um, good. I like it. Yeah, so that that's, yeah. Long, long answer, but yeah, the whole story behind it. Lots of feelings around my name. So I like my question, though. Yes. Bravo. I like my answer. I like <laughs> All right, next. How would you like people to engage with you in the digital space or in the IRL space? Not my initials, but someone probably has great monogramming potential there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, where perhaps they could engage with you in a way that made mm-hmm. a little bit of the dialing down on the work-life balance while still engaging with you? <laughs> well, it's uh, as you were asking the question, I thought, um, you know, I don't really know that I get a question like that very often, um, and I like it, um, uh, a question about how do people engage with you. I'm not a, a guest very often any longer on podcasts, so I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for doing it. We know I how like, busy you are. Well, one of the things I am trying to do personally, speaking of dialing it down or sideways, is is I like speaking publicly about what we're doing here and about media and creativity. So I appreciate the opportunity, but I don't know if I've ever been asked that before. So the answer is pretty standard. I'm on Twitter and I'm on uh, Instagram are probably the simplest ways to get a hold of me. And on Twitter, it's pretty easy. It's just see Bernie, B-I-R-N-E-Y. That's all, Charlie Bernie. Uh, and on Instagram, I think I'm Charlie, C-H-A-R-L-I-E, space Bernie, B-I-R-N-E-Y. And check out the stuff. But if you want to help me as a profession, follow anything from Podcast Village. So, 
But thank you both very much. Thank you. Thank you.